0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm John Stolnes. And you can follow me on Twitter at John Stolness. You will notice my voice sounds significantly different here on the podcast this week, uh, dealing with a pretty bad cold. And um, uh, much like uh, Jimmy Kempsky on uh, BGN Radio last week, you know what? It's it's week seventeen. You gotta you gotta power through here on these uh, on these uh, last final weeks of the season. And so. Um, uh, thankfully my voice is better than it was a few hours ago when uh, full, full-on full laryngitis had kicked in and wasn't able to talk about talk to anybody about anything. So um, we're going to knock out a, a quick eye on the enemy here this week because uh, we do need to preview this very important game between the Eagles and the Saints. And uh, joining me here in uh, just a couple of minutes to do that is going to be Carson Caulfield. Uh, he's with the SB Nation site Canal Street Chronicles and we're going to break down all the key storylines and and big matchups of this game, uh, a game in which the Eagles have the potential to clinch that number one seed in the NFC playoffs. And we'll, See if they can do that against a Saints team that the Eagles should be able to handle on Sunday afternoon. But first, just want to remind you to check out BGN Radio and all the other great podcasts we have for you here at the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to this podcast and uh, and check us out. Give everybody a listen and tell your friends about the podcast as well. And uh, you can uh, read everything we've got going on over at BleedingGreenNation.com as well. Well, this is a big game for both teams on Sunday afternoon. For the Saints, they still have a shot at that NFC South crown and, uh, and need wins in these last two games in order to give themselves a shot at that. The Eagles, of course, uh, need a win on Sunday afternoon or a win next Sunday against the Giants uh, to clinch that number one seed in the NFC. But uh, regardless, there is a lot on the line. Uh, between these two teams, even if the, the talent gap, I think, is is, is a bit wide between uh, these two teams where they stand. And, of course, the Eagles uh, tend to gain a lot more than just the number one seed. Also, uh, give themselves a, a better chance at a higher draft pick uh, if the Saints continue to, to lose the rest of the way. So, uh, a lot to play for for the Eagles here on Sunday afternoon. And joining me to break down this game a little bit is a writer for the SB Nation Saints site, Canal Street Chronicles, Carson Caulfield. Joining the podcast, uh, Carson. Welcome to Eye on the Enemy. How are you?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me, John. I'm uh, excited to talk a little bit about this game. And you're right; there's a lot of implications on the line for both teams here. So I'm excited for this weekend.
0: Yeah, it, it should be it, it should be a game that uh, a lot of people have some interest in. Uh, I know. With the injury situation the Eagles are dealing with, uh, I think the the tide is starting to to turn as far as public opinion, the national opinion, as far as where the Eagles rank in the NFC, getting knocked down a peg or two maybe here and there. And you know, everybody always likes to take a shot at the top dog, the team that's been on top the whole season. Look for those look for those little you know chinks in the armor. But as as someone who covers a Saints team that has had uh, an up and down season, but Playing in a division that has been weaker than expected, with a shot here at the playoffs, how are Saints feeling? How are Saints fans feeling right, now, right now, with two weeks left in the regular season? I would imagine surprised that they're still in a position to make the playoffs.
1: Right, it is. It's a weird position right now. There's been a lot of highs and lows this season for the team. It's obviously hasn't gone as well, and a lot of that can be attributed to injuries. But at the same time, just a lot of uh, questionable play calling, a lot of just, just some, some of the newer players added to the team, just not living up to the hype, whether that be through injury. Uh, but it's also a weird time period because this is the first time uh, after last week's win in Cleveland, this is the first back-to-back win that we had all season, uh, and the first back-to-back win in Dennis Allen's career. So that should that should be pretty scary but uh, so (laughs) that so it's kind of a weird and then like you said we have playoff hopes still if we win the game this weekend and then the uh, the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers and then we all end end up being the Panthers the following week as well so it's kind of a weird back and forth of not a good season a lot of injuries a lot of strange things have happened but oh we've just won two in a row there's still a chance so it's hopeful probably the most hopeful it's been since you know week three or four this season but it's also just been a really disappointing season especially because of those injuries to a lot of star players
0: and in normal circumstances I think it would be a question for Saints fans as to whether to root for a a playoff spot in a season in which you know you make the playoffs you're probably losing in the first round more than likely um, in order to get that better draft pick but since the Eagles hold that draft pick I know you'd have a higher second round pick, third round pick and, you know, so on after that. But you wouldn't have that top 10 first round pick in order to go get an impact player, maybe even to pursue the franchise quarterback that your team so desperately needs. And so I guess is there how how big of an incentive is it? Is it better for the Saints to really pursue this postseason spot? I mean, is there is there more to gain from making the playoffs than there ordinarily would be?
1: I think there is still a bigger incentive to make the playoffs uh, than to kind of you know go for a better draft a draft spot in the second round. I think, and like you said exactly, this would be a completely different story if we had a first round draft pick, uh, especially because this is the first year, literally since two thousand five, where it's very obvious that the Saints need a first round quarterback. You had Drew Brees for. 14 seasons, I believe. And then last year, everyone's saying Jameis was the guy. We weren't ready to draft a quarterback, which I think at the time was the right move. But now now it's like, okay, well, you need to have you need to get something rolling with a franchise quarterback. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft and still might be available in the second round. But, you know, this is a position where among this year more than others, you would really like to have that first round draft pick. So without it, you know, now it just kind of becomes of you would really like to make the playoffs and just – I don't know, just see how it, try to finish this season on a good note, try to take advantage of the worst this division's been in years, maybe ever. So I think even though there is incentive to getting a higher second round draft pick, I, I think from what I could tell, most fans are still hoping for just, just to make the playoffs and finish the season off on a positive note and head into the season strong next season.
0: So as we look at this game here on Sunday, I think Eagles fans should be aware that uh, the Saints' defense actually uh, is, is no pushover, especially the pass defense, right? The Saints have had one of the better pass defenses In the NFL this season, of course, we still don't know as of this recording here on Friday mid-morning whether or not it will be Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback for the Eagles. Uh, Nick Sirianni was talking to the media on Friday morning and he was basically saying Jalen Hurts threw the ball well in practice on Thursday, but they are keeping the, the decision quiet as of now. So as we're recording this, no decision on the starting quarterback, which I imagine complicates things a little bit for New Orleans defensive coordinator, and, and what because you, you have to game plan specifically for Jalen Hurts. Uh, but Gardner Minshew, uh, based on how he played against Dallas, also uh, would be a viable solution. So, how do you see the Saints' pass defense matching up against two 1,000 yard receivers in and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard back in the lineup and some other pieces that, regardless of who it is, the Eagles have some weapons that the Saints need to be aware of?
1: Yeah, I think the Saints pass defense has been probably one of the brighter spots of the whole team this year, especially, and I think it's important to keep in mind that they've been good. They haven't been great this year, aside from a few games where they've really shown some some promise with some younger guys like Pete Warner and Caden Ellis. But you've had some injuries as well there. But last week against Cleveland, that was the best that I've seen the pass rush all season. So keep in mind that they're going to be coming to this Eagles game, whether it's Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts at the QB spot, they're going, to come in, they're going to be coming into this game after probably their best game all season. So there's going to be, I think, a lot of momentum on that front line and, uh, with their linebackers. And there's still a couple of uh, questionable injury designations, including Pete Werner, who's had a great almost Pro Bowl season until he was hurt in the midseason. But he might be coming back for this game, which would be huge. So I think the pass rush, no matter who the quarterback is, is, is going to be an issue. Um, but like you said, that, that that Jalen Hurts designation is going to be huge because the Saints this year have struggled with running quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, even Kyler Murray, um, Kenny Pickett, guys that are able to move a little bit the Saints have had issues with, and that's where the one area in those games where the pass rush looked to be an issue. So that's going to be huge. But talking about the defense – a little bit broader than that as well. The big There's been so many injuries for the Saints team this year, both on offense and defense. But personally, I think, and it's not even close, the biggest gap left by an injury is, Mar- is Marshawn Lattimore at the cornerback position. That Without his presence there, it goes from a really, really top-five defense to just kind of an above-average or average defense. He really does have such a strong presence on the outside, and – to, to show you who's stepping up as number one, it's a third round rookie this year, named Alante Taylor, who's done well. But then again, you know he's still a rookie, still learning, has slipped up a little bit. So, and I remember seeing, I read, uh, I read an article by y'all's uh, Dave Mangles, and he was talking about this matchup, and he was saying that one of the biggest things that the Eagles can take advantage of is the Saints have not done very well against teams that have two kind of star a wide receiver duo. And that is exactly what it could potentially happen this week, especially if Marshawn Lattimore is still out, which is he's been out for the past, I think, seven weeks, and his injury designation is still he was limited in practice, but he has been the past three weeks. So that is something to really look out for. If Marshawn Lattimore is in the game, it turns into a completely different game. You now have two cornerbacks who are proven, decent, can hold held them, can hold themselves against anybody. I'd say that they'll win every matchup, but you definitely have those two solid guys. So that's what I'm looking at for more than the pass rush: is Marshawn Lattimore will he play, and then also if not, who's going to be um, who's going to be the other guy besides Taylor to step in there in that position?
0: Yeah. And and the Saints still have Tyron Matthew back there uh, in the safety spot who is, you know, I know he's not making some of the, the big plays that, you know, we've seen him make throughout his career, but uh, he, he is still having a, a solid season this year, right?
1: He is still having a solid season. I think it's taken a little bit of time to get used to this defensive scheme. And I think also another thing that's been strange for him is that um, the other safeties in the lineup have been in and out all season due to injuries and suspensions. So it's been kind of. It's been a real learning year for Tyron Matthew, which is weird to say somebody that's been in the league for so long. But you can kind of see his progress um, build throughout the year. But there, he's definitely, I mean, it's, it's unfortunately pretty obvious that he's just not the same guy that he used to be in Kansas City or Arizona. But he is, in most situations, he is still holding his own, and I think he is the most solid piece at safety. And there's three or four guys that are circling in and out this year. But I think he's, he is, at this point, I wouldn't consider him a strength, but neither a weakness. He's kind of, kind of just there, you know. But he's definitely an element of, a, of a, the pass defense is going to have to play a big role this week.
0: I think one of the other matchups uh, we're watching is what the Eagles do at right tackle with Lane Johnson out, whether they're going to move uh, Jordan Milata over to right tackle and play Andre Dillard at left tackle, whether they're just going to put Jack Driscoll in at right tackle. Either way, Cam Jordan is going to be lining up against whoever the Eagles have at right tackle. If if Lane Johnson's there... You almost don't worry as an Eagles fan about Cam Jordan, but uh, although the Eagles have good depth there, uh, Jordan Mailata is also an outstanding player and could can hold his own at right tackle just like he does at left tackle. Uh, Cam Jordan is still somebody the Eagles need, and, and whoever plays right tackle still somebody the Eagles were, are going to need to worry about, right?
1: I think so, definitely. Cam Jordan has just been incredibly consistent. I think you've seen a bit of a drop-off in his performance in the past couple of years uh but i mean he is still uh, a pro bowl a pro bowl caliber lineman i think that he's going to wreck havoc uh on anybody that you put in there whether it be gardner or hertz but i definitely think that he is an essential part of that pass of that pass rush but there's also some some of the some younger faces that i think people aren't outside of the saints fan base aren't familiar with that's a huge part of that pass rush and also the run run defense as well but i think Cam Jordan definitely is going to be a very essential piece to this. And I'm excited to see what he can do because he's going to, if, especially if Jalen Hurts plays, he and that crew of linemen, young guys, old guys, veterans are going to have to really step it up this week.
0: Let's take a look at uh, the Saints, uh, some, oh, Saints' offense against the Eagles' defense uh, at this point. And I uh, saw earlier this week that uh, Alvin Kamara missed uh, practice on Wednesday. Um, as we are, I think actually maybe on Thursday that he missed practice as we're recording this mid morning on Friday, what is his status for the game? What's the latest you're hearing on him?
1: His status as I'm now, you're right. He has not practiced all week and his injury, injury designation, uh, was I believe hamstring. And then also said NIR for personal reasons, from what I'm hearing that personal reason, uh, has kind of, been the driving force for this, whether it be a family matter, nobody's really sure. We haven't really heard much from him all this week, but from what I understand, it has been more of that personal issue that has taken the main reason as to why he hasn't been present. But uh, hopefully it's going to see something here from him uh, today at practice, or we'll hear something in the next couple of days, because that is, I mean, obviously just a huge piece. He's the most dynamic piece of this offense right now with all of the injuries but even with the injuries he probably still is so that that really changes the game plan and then Mark Ingram uh, our backup running back is on injury reserve so that leads it to third string Dwayne Washington and then obviously Taysom Hill when he gets the ball so that if Alvin Kamara is gone this game that's going to be a real challenge for Pete Carmichael who's had challenges anyways this year trying to find the right way to use his running backs. But that, that's definitely something that I'm keeping my eye out on. My eye out on.
0: Yeah. So, talk a little bit about what the Saints' offensive uh, philosophy is. Like, what, what are they looking to get done? You've got a guy like Kamara, and you know you're you've got at quarterback. You don't have a star quarterback. Uh, I know they thought Jameis Winston could be a very productive quarterback and given the lack of really good quarterbacks in the nfc there was good reason to think that maybe that would be the case but uh andy dalton is going to get the start and you know i andy dalton has the ability to get hot for a game or two and he could absolutely steal a game here and there but uh generally speaking it doesn't feel like this team wants to make its living asking andy dalton to do the heavy lifting here so how do you, if you're if you're the Saints and you're putting your offensive game plan together, what what kind of stuff are you looking to do here against this Eagles defense that certainly has its its weak points?
1: Yeah, well, I think the Saints are also asking themselves what are we going to do here. It's been a strange season for play calling, um, and a lot of people have been very critical of offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael for this season. Um, but you're right. They're not. They haven't really looked for Andy Dalton to really air it out and be aggressive. And when they have, it's kind of backfired. But when he's able to keep a more conservative play, kind of more a conservative aim, I guess, throughout the game, he's done a lot better. But another thing for this game that's going to be really interesting to see is um, this could be another game missing for rookie wide receiver Chris Olave. He's been limited all week in practice. He missed last week, so that's another huge injury designation. Because after him, it kind of t- that. With him gone, you're now missing your wide receiver one with Thomas, two with Landry, and Olave with three. So you're really getting down to your your really deep guys in your receiving core like you were last year. So that's going to be huge as well. But if you have Chris Olave and uh, rookie, another rookie wide receiver, Rashid Shaheed, available, who's an undrafted free agent, those are two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFC, they really do have some serious talent. And they've surprised, especially Shahid being undrafted, has been an incredible addition to this offense. So, I think one of the things that the Eagles' defense needs to be wary of is if Olave is healthy, this receiving core has some serious, serious speed. And even though they're on the younger side, they're a little bit experienced. They have must messed up a little bit here and there, some drop passes. It is a dangerous receiving core, even without uh, Thomas and Landry in the lineup. So, I think trying to find ways to implement both of those guys. If healthy, they've with Shaheed speed, they kind of almost use him as a Debo Samuel type, or at least they should be. They sometimes strand away from that, which has been a bit confusing, but he does have the ability on, uh, you know, reverses and jet sweeps and things like this to have a serious impact running the ball. So I think how they use those two wide receivers, um, maybe trying to get, get, get some separation, get some, get something going in the offense even with Andy Dalton at the helm. I think can be really dangerous and then also trying to find the most creative ways to use Camara if healthy and and Taysom Hill. The, the games that that this team has won this year, it has been because of um t- guys like Taysom Hill and Camara, their running game really stepping up and finding routes that you wouldn't think they could find.
0: All right, well last thing for you. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's a
1: B flu in the face. <laughs> but, okay. A yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I think with with those two, that's that has been the most frustrating thing, I think, for Saints fans this year is you have some really talented runners on this team. You have Kamara, you have Hill, and you have Shaheed at the receiver spot. And it seems like Pete Carmichael this year has had a serious inability for some reason to find the most appropriate ways to use those guys. We all know that Alvin Kamara's strength is catching the ball out of the backfield and screens and getting tosses and sweeps on the outside. We just haven't seen that as much as we normally do. And nobody really knows why. I think it's just something that's, I mean, it's obviously easier said than done to design the, you know, the proper way to use a running back in a screen or to mm-hmm. design a jet sweep that that is effective. But, you know, this is, it's been a frustrating year because you know you have talented offensive playmakers, but it seems like the same play is kind of being run on repeat over and over again. And you actually did last week in the Cleveland game. You saw some more creative play calling. You saw some Alvin Kamara in the Wildcat. Uh, you saw some more outside runs, tosses, and sweeps. So hopefully that's a positive trend because if the Saints really want to beat this Eagles defense, you're going to have to use all of your runners in your best possible case ability, capability and get a little bit of Sean Payton creative on them. Uh, even though he's not there anymore. But you need to find ways to use those guys effectively, and that's going to be the biggest challenge. But if Alvin Kamara is healthy, you have the guys to do it. You have the guys to structure a good run game, even against this Eagles defense. But just really crossing the fingers that he's healthy and we can see a little bit of that creativity.
0: All right, well, last thing for you here, Carson. Uh, I need a prediction for Sunday afternoon. Eagles, Saints, Lincoln Financial Field, lot on the line.
1: Lot on the line, definitely. I think, and as you mentioned earlier, the Jalen Hurts injury designation is going to be huge for the outcome of this game. But really, if you look at the Saints' schedule this year, there have not been many games where the Saints just get utterly dominated and they've just been throttled. And I think this game is going to be some is is. is going to be no different to that. I think that this is going to be a closer game than people expect, but I also think because of this very sketchy injury report for both sides, you really don't know exactly how this is going to go. If, if, if it's a best case scenario for both teams, if Chris Olave and Marshawn Lattimore are healthy for this game, and then you see Jalen Hurts on the other side of things, and Miles Sanders and everybody is back and playing healthy, then I think that it's going to be a close game. Both teams are going to find ways to score, but not too much. I think it's going to be a twenty-four to twenty Eagles victory, but it could really swing if you don't see Olave, if you don't see Lattimore, and you see Hertz. Then it could really get ugly. It could be a twenty-four to six game, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even without Lattimore, I do think that this defense, like you mentioned, has has been pretty pretty good this year, especially in the pass rush, the past couple of games. So regardless who's a quarterback, I think they're going to give him a tough time. And even though there might be, you know, some successes, I think it, it's unless the injury report is a worst case scenario type thing for the Saints, then I think it's going to be a pretty close game. And from what I could tell from the injury report, I mean, it looks like the Saints are going to be decently healthy, but I mean, without Camara and, and Alave and potentially Lattimore, it, it could get really ugly. So definitely keep an eye on that injury report.
0: Yeah, a lot left to sift through here as we're recording mid-morning on Friday. Hey, folks, for everything that uh, Carson Caulfield is doing, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Caulfield Carson and check out uh, Canal Street Chronicles at Saints CSC on Twitter as well. Carson, Carson, thanks for coming on Eye on the Enemy. I appreciate it.
1: Of course, John. Anytime, appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, let me give you my prediction. I do think the Eagles will wrap up the number one seed here on Sunday afternoon. Uh, whether it's Gardner Minshew, whether it's Jalen Hurts, uh, it does, you know, things are trending in the right direction, it looks like, as far as Jalen Hurts is concerned. But no matter who is at quarterback, I do think the Eagles will be able to handle business. I, I am a little nervous about Andy Dalton. Uh, Dalton is one of those quarterbacks who, generally speaking, you would expect this defense to handle, but ha- can get hot and can play well and uh, could give this defense uh, some problems, especially in the intermediate game. But I do think the Eagles will handle their business at Lincoln financial field on Sunday afternoon. I think it'll be closed for a little while. And then I think the Eagles will pull away late. I say the Eagles win this thing 30 to 17. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of eye on the enemy. Thanks again, all of you for, uh, for, for dealing with my voice. I know it's uh, kind of weird to listen to somebody when they're, uh, when they're not at a hundred percent, but, uh, I hope it wasn't too distracting and, uh, Look forward to talking to you guys next week, hopefully, uh, when uh, I'm back to 100% and uh, when the Eagles have locked up that number one seed in the NFC. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time right here on I on the Enemy. P-G-N.